Hi, I'm Lynette White. Hi, I'm Dr. Renee Bryant. And we are your hosts for the Ed Branding Podcast. It's all about amplifying connections, voices, stories, and leadership in education. And if you haven't already, follow the Ed Branding Podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you know when our episodes drop. And also head on over to YouTube and the Ed Branding channel and hit like and subscribe. And on this episode of the Ed Branding Podcast, we have a conversation with Superintendent Mickey Renee Embody. Uh, Ms. Embody is the proud superintendent of the award-winning Fontana Unified School District, which serves 35,101 scholars. She is homegrown and attended school, graduated from, taught, and was a site and district leader before ultimately becoming superintendent. She was most recently honored with the Q10 Courageous Leadership Award in Transformational Leadership. We are so excited to start this conversation. Ah, Superintendent Mickey and Buddy, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. I want to thank you, first of all, for being with us on this holiday, this day, recognizing uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his service. So thank you for being of service to all the educators out there by sharing your expertise with us today. So for those who have not had the pleasure of meeting you yet, Please introduce yourself and share a little bit about your leadership journey with the Ed Branding Podcast audience. Hello, Ed Branding Podcast audience. I'm so thrilled to be here today to share a little bit about my journey with you. Um, One thing that I thought of just recently is I had an honor to stand as a keynote speaker at my college alma mater at Chafee College. Um, And this experience just filled me with gratitude because it brought me back to the six years it took me to graduate at a two-year college. And as a Latina woman who's overcome numerous challenges to achieve success, that moment meant a lot. And I know that resonates with many people who have um, had to take, you know, junior college courses and retake classes and just really get your start off in in kind of a, in a way that's um, a a hardship. But my leadership journey began um, for the most part, just overcoming obstacles. Um, Having grown up here in Fontana, I faced adversity and financial struggles, but I always believed in the power of education, even if I wasn't a straight-A student. But being a first-generation college graduate, I want others to realize the success is not confined by your zip code or your home conditions. So for the most part, you know, my journey wasn't easy. Um, Not only did we have financial hardships, but when I was a senior in high school here at Montana High School, um, I experienced homelessness during my senior year there. And so each challenge just became a stepping stone for me. And I learned that the, the people just in general become what they believe. And the support of mentors and teachers just play an important role in our success. Um, you know, after taking six years to finish my two-year degree, I went over to Cal State University of San Bernardino to get my bachelor's degree and uh, achieved the dream that I had always wanted to achieve. And that was becoming the first in my family to finish college. But my journey continued as a substitute teacher, leading to permanent positions that eventually led me to a quasi-administrative role of a dean of school improvement. And so from there, I served as a principal for eight years, director positions, multiple ones, worked in different districts and areas as an assistant superintendent, and now coming full circle, uh, here I am, superintendent in Fontana Unified School District. So being appointed as the, the first Latina female superintendent in Fontana's history, really is a testament to the resilience and determination that fueled me throughout my journey. And I know that there are challenges for people of color that we face in the academia. And I just want to inspire others to 
you know, go after their dreams and just appreciate opportunities like this for Ed Branding Podcasts uh, to give me a chance to, to share in this space. And so I look forward to sharing more insights and experiences with all of you. Ah, wow. This is my first time hearing your story. Wow. What a powerful story. Uh, you're su- such an inspiration. Um, I had none of it. Like so much of it uh, is not really listed in your bio. <laughs> so uh, thank you for really being vulnerable and sharing that. And it is it will be a huge inspiration to our audience. And uh, before I get into the first question, like just love seeing your posts. You have so much pride um, for Fontana Unified that it's just like conveyed in every message that you send out. I really love seeing that. Um, So I'm glad that you're on today. I'm glad you're sharing your story. Uh, And so we're just going to get right into the first question that we ask everyone who's been on the podcast. Uh, Renee's brand is connection. My brand is tell your story in one word or short phrase. What would you say your brand is and why? Well, I probably am not alone when I think my brand, I've thought about this uh, since I've seen your post and the questions you've been posing out there and the various people you've already interviewed. So I would describe my brand as, as believe because it encapsulates not only my journey from overcoming obstacles to achieving success, but I truly believe that belief is a powerful force and it stems from hope. I once had a leader in my past who said, hope is not a strategy. And I just respectfully disagree. Hope hope is the initial spark that ignites our beliefs. And it's the positive change that's possible for you, for me, for others. And, you know, sometimes hope is all we have. And that's a pretty awesome foundation to start from. I've had many people in my life who believed in me. And I want all of the Fontana Unified School District scholars to also have a champion or more. And my goal really is to carry that brand throughout our organization by using the hashtag I believe in FUSD in every space possible. Recently, you might recall that we had a a district-wide professional development day and we invited all 5,000 of our employees, classified and certificated. So I had a chance to share my story, my why in a video format for the first time district-wide. And so I believe that by sharing our stories, we empower those we serve to overcome their obstacles and propel them forward. I've seen that happen over and over again. I love it. And Renee and I got to be a part of that day. And it was so special. Um, Just the energy in the room. Everybody was really excited. I think it was a first for the district, right? For everyone to be together. Yeah. Like that in a professional development. But still, it was very team building is what it felt like to me. So thank you for inviting us to be a part of that. And thank you for sharing your story. I think a lot of and we talked about this with Dr. Buenrostro. a lot of superintendents don't feel comfortable necessarily sharing their story. Um, and I think it's such a missed opportunity for them not. There's so many students out there who are in similar situations and just don't feel like they'll ever succeed. And to hear a story from someone who, you know, has gone through it and come out on the other side is just so important. So keep sharing your story. I love it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that because. It has been a challenge to share my story from the moment I got here. And my chief of communications is the one who's encouraged me and pushed me forward because even the video we shared that day at that October 8th professional development day, uh, they wanted to push it out to the rest of the community. And I said, no, no, that was that was a personal story for a, per, for a very specific time. 
And I just want to leave it in that space. So thank you. Well, I will say uh, that there's a saying, right? I think it may be, oh, Peter Drucker, I'm not sure, somebody that said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So I'm glad that you doubled down on hope because hope is about building positive culture. And um, yeah, let's double down on culture and yeah, their strategy, it's there. So I'm so glad that that is your philosophy. And we do see that in your posts and we see that in the way that you lead. All right. So this is very exciting, especially because we know just recently uh, a consultant told me that now in California, the average superintendency is one year and eight months. So you've already you've hit the halfway mark. So congratulations. So come March 2024, you will have served as the Fontana USD superintendent for one year. What have been some of your proudest moments and greatest lessons learned in these past 11 months? Well, that's a powerful question. Thank you. You know, the past 10 months in Fontana Unified School District serving as a superintendent has been incredibly rewarding. One of my proudest moments is one I haven't shared until now. And that was when I visited the elementary school that I attended as a child. And that was Maple Elementary. When I walked into the cafeteria, I had this overwhelming emotion overcoming. It almost brought me to tears, but the cafeteria that I once sat in was, was small and I thought it was big. And the serving area where the food was served was small. It was extremely small. Um, but I remember it just brought back a memory. I remember getting picked or selected every once in a while to serve food. So I'd stand behind the counter, scoop up the mashed potatoes or the canned green beans, which was the one day I didn't have to show my fluorescent hand stamp for my th- for free lunch. And then it hit me at that moment. I, along with all the shoulders I stand on, broke the chain of poverty in my family. And I didn't share this with anyone, but I did feel proud at that moment that I could be an example for all of our scholars of perseverance and resilience. Um, And I, you know, walking away from Maple Elementary that morning, um, I had a different power that was within me knowing that the scholars that I serve uh, could be impacted. But a recent key lesson that I learned recently um, is about embracing feedback and collaborative problem solving. So in the, in the midst of this journey of being a superintendent, a pivotal lesson emerged when I decided to do a mid-year survey with all management to get feedback. I asked 11 questions and two open-ended questions. So recognizing the significance potentially of being transparent with communication and how we improve, I decided to share my results with the management leaders. And the lesson I learned was twofold because I didn't go out thinking this, but I learned that being open to feedback um, not only allows for those to provide you constructive feedback, but also gives folks a chance to have authentic conversations with each other. And it wasn't until after that I realized that this transparency probably not only demonstrates a commitment for growth, but also creates that culture that I'm aiming for of openness. And that also, um, you know, part of the problem solving of coming together and pushing back on, these are the challenges that you've recognized. What are some solutions team? So together we created some solutions and i believe that lesson learned was just the notion that continuous improvement is is a collective journey. It's not something that we can do in isolation or by ourselves. 
Um, so that's just one of the key lessons I learned just recently. I uh, thank you for sharing that. I think that is so important. I'm a big believer in this idea of modeling the way. And so by you being so vulnerable with your staff, hopefully that has created maybe a chain reaction of your leaders um, being vulnerable also and um, having opportunities to receive feedback from their people that they work with too. So in becoming superintendent, you made an intentional decision to elevate the communications department by creating a chief of communications and engagement officer. How is Fontana USD leveraging branding and storytelling? Thank you. Yes, you are correct. It was an intentional decision to elevate the communications department and introduce uh, chief of communications and engagement officer to leverage the power of branding and storytelling. You know, after, after my first 100 days and I reported back to the Board of Education about my initial learnings, which led to our four district areas of focus of powerful academic outcomes, persistent focus on safety and well-being, proactive communications and community engagement, and the fourth one being the purposeful use of public resources. We began to align all of our communication to promote those four areas and aligned our evaluation system as well to leverage not only our resources, but our communication platform and all of our messaging. So you'll see in our e-newsletters, our websites, um, our staff communication, social media, community forums that we've uh, lifted up this year as well. We're focused on highlighting our accomplishments in these areas and the areas where we are um, moving to improve as well. So we're, we're also at the same time supporting our site leaders with the resources so that they can push out school communication that's consistent with our messaging across the organization. So that's just a little bit of what we've done so far in Fontanified School District that has really made a difference in the way that we communicate and tell our story. I love it. You guys are doing an amazing job telling your story um, from the hashtag that is so catchy and so easy to remember, um, just to all the great things that you're putting out there, uh, the unique things that make Fontana special. Um, so I love it. I love seeing all the stuff that's coming out of there. Agreed, 100%. So speaking of the great things that are happening, you recently held the grand opening for the Innovation Center in Fontana Unified School District. Tell us a little bit more about this unique space and the vision for its use. Thank you. It is a unique space. In our district, Fontana Unified School District, the Innovation Empire truly is a state-of-the-art makerspace. It is a, a space where students are empowered uh, where the creative skills are used to become entrepreneurs or um, provide different ways for them to solve problems. So inside this space, there are various like industry level machines that um, like 3D printers, but 3D printers like you've never seen, CNC mills, laser cutters, um, and meeting spaces, uh, two separate spaces, one to do the work and one to uh, think through and use the design thinking process. So one of the things that happened recently that'll highlight what this area can do and the potential is our partnership with the city of Fontana, Enchanted Education, Tomorrow's Talent, coming together to launch a program that we're calling Future Shapers Program. And this brings our high school students from various CTE programs and pathways in our district to come together to problem solve and reimagine and redesign our city's downtown region with an emphasis on arts and entertainment. So imagine that, scholars coming together to think through what could our city look like what could we design? What attracts people? What will encourage folks to go to the middle of the town for arts and entertainment? So our young people are going to help do that for the city. And, you know, 20, 30 years from now, I know they're going to come back 
and recognize the impact and the footprints they've had on our city because of a program like our Innovation Center that uh, uh, encourages this space and this kind of thinking. But we're also serving what we call our little makers, and that's our elementary students, to introduce them to the innovation empire. So they learn about all the different machinery that's in there, but they also take time to go through the design thinking process of what's the problem we're trying to solve and how do we uniquely address that? Similar to what we've done with multiple CTE programs across our district, but this chance, particularly for our littles, is to allow them a chance to determine what intrigues them, what interests them, and what kind of problems are they looking to help us solve in their future. Love, love, love that. I love the theme of liberatory design, this idea that they know, right? You're little. They know what problems are out there. Your teens, they know. All your scholars know. They live in the community. They're out in the community. They know exactly what problems need to be solved. So thank you for empowering your scholars in that way. I'm so excited to follow that journey on social media. Uh, you are a member, an active member of both the Association of California School Administrators, APSA, and the California Association of Latino Superintendents and Administrators, which is CALSA. Uh, why is membership and networking so important for leaders and educators overall? Thank you. Yes, I am a member of those organizations, as well as CAPL, too. Um, but with all of them, there's just such a wealth of knowledge in these organizations um, and just as you've highlighted, being part of a network, and I see this in your work, how powerful it is, um, and a chance to interact with other leaders across the state is valuable for all of us. Um, being a superintendent is somewhat isolating. So the chance to reach out and across to various people who are you know, facing similar concerns, facing similar challenges, and for the most part, the answers are in the room. It's just providing space and opportunities for folks to talk around it, speak around it, and then leverage each other's uh, thoughts and answers as well. Uh, one thing um, that our thought partners across the state, and I have quite a few um, that have been able to help me, is to elevate and support each other. Because for the first time in 30 years of my career, I have never felt so lifted up, probably just in the last maybe two to two to three, maybe five years, maybe it's after COVID for all I can think. It hasn't, it's been very recent to be always lifted up by so many mentors and colleagues, especially female leaders like the two of you, uh, because the power that what we can do for each other by networking, supporting and elevating only impacts positive outcomes for our scholars. So I appreciate all the organizations that I belong to and all the other fabulous leaders um, that are supporting each other and recognizing that we're not in this alone. We can do this together. Public education needs us to stand together. All right. So speaking of women, supporting women and all that good stuff, uh, it was a pleasure to nominate and honor you at the Q10 conference with the Courageous Leadership Award for Transformational Leadership. Uh, we know that an award for a superintendent of a district is really a recognition of the collective work. So what are some of the ways that you see your scholar, staff, families, and community demonstrating courageous leadership? Yeah, thank you so much for the nomination and to Q10 for the significant award. Um, it really, truly was humbling. And it is important to acknowledge that this type of recognition is a reflection of our collective efforts. And that includes our scholars, our admin team, our, our principals, families, and community. Because courageous leadership across our district really just boils down to what we do every single day. And that's display leadership 
and support each other openly. As a community, our scholars need us to do that every single day as much as possible. And I would say that in my interactions, because I've had quite a few community forums as well, that those conversations that we have are, are deep. And we are all striving to do what we can do collectively to be better, to do better, to serve our students and our families and improve the academic outcomes for all of our scholars. So I see courageous leadership demonstrated daily in our scholars who are resilient and our staff who, who um, you know, every day stands up and does their very, very best. And, and for our community and our, and our families, their unwavering support. And I, and I have to say, Courageous Leadership is also our partners. We have phenomenal partners um, that just keep reaching out and we welcome them. We look forward to solving more challenges that we're faced with our partners. So I think that Courageous Leadership just shows up in, in various ways in our daily actions. I love that. Um, so we are actually at the end of the interview. This was like rapid fire interview. You were so well prepared. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we close for the interview? Thank you. Well, first, I just want to thank you both for allowing me this opportunity to share a little bit about myself and the work here in Fontana Unified School District. So I truly believe that we're making a difference for our students our schools, and our entire community as well as we partner and work with each other here. But I also want listeners to know that, that we're a collaborative organization. And if anyone out there is interested in learning more about the work we do in Fontana or interested in partnering with us, just reach out to my office or go through our website or find me on, on, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or LinkedIn. Um, I'm easy to reach. I'm out there um, as well as you know, I visit schools every single week. So folks see me across our district. And I just want to reiterate what an amazing job the team is doing here in Fontana. And I could not be doing the great work that we do here at this level without the tremendous support from everyone else. And in closing, one of the messages I left with my team when I met with them in July after my 100 days was to encourage everyone to believe in the brilliance of every one of our scholars. They have infinite potential because as our logo demonstrates, our scholars are the torchbearers of the future. So let's believe in every one of them. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Ah, another masterclass, Lynette. This time with Superintendent Mickey Renee Embody of Fontana Unified School District. Um, wow. I was really, really touched by her story. And I know she said that uh, she specifically told Peter not to put it out in the community, but I'm so happy that she decided to share some of it with our Ed Branding audience because it's super powerful. Wow, just imagine, you know, uh, staff out there, parents out there, our scholars that may listen to know um, the adversity that she has overcome to be where she is. Um, yeah, that hashtag believe and the idea of hope really fits her um, as a brand. And then, um, you know, Anaheim Union, we're really big. Uh, you know, most of our schools now are community schools, uh, really doubling down on having our scholars think about problems in the community. So I was really, really happy to hear uh, Fontana Unified School District under her leadership is taking that approach, especially with the littles, because we serve only you know, seven through 12. So the fact that she is empowering elementary school students too is just amazing to me. Lynette, 
what resonated with you? Um, this was a great interview. I was really happy to have uh, Mickey on. She's an amazingly innovative superintendent. And I think, um, you know, for being a first year superintendent, because she is from the community, she is so dialed into what that community needs. Um, and I just see her being welcomed with open arms. Uh, she and her team do such a great job telling the story of that district. I really love seeing all the amazing things that Fontana has going on and uh, just looking forward to the future of what they have going on. I think they've like she has built a rock star team. That team is amazing and um, and they seem to work so cohesively together when we were there at the uh, professional development days. Uh, the team just seemed to just jive like everybody worked really well together it was like a team building day um and it was cool to be a part of that so i i just look forward to see you know more of her leadership uh and yeah that's about it it was a great great interview i'm really glad that she made the time especially on a holiday Yes, agreed. And we know that this uh, episode uh, probably won't air till about March. So, Lynette, our book will be out by then. So, when you're listening right now, our book is out. So, uh, go to Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, go to independent booksellers first, of course. And uh, go to DBC if you want some for your entire team to know how to make sure you're leveraging storytelling and educational branding and how to do it, and little tricks and strategies and culture building along the way and building leadership. So I'm really excited. Again, the book title is The Ed Branding Book, How to Build Leadership with Social Influence. Super excited. And Lynette, uh, how are things going with ConnectEd? ConnectEd is doing great. We're telling some great stories for some great organizations and people. Um, if your organization needs some help telling their story and really leveraging the power of social media, feel free to reach out to us. Our info is always in the show notes. And uh, since I, I, it's only going to be March, still on my bid for school board area five for Corona Norco Unified School District. So uh, tell your friends. Uh, if you feel like you would like to support me and you have some friends in this area, please tell them to support and more information to come as always. And I encourage everyone out there to think about running for office and definitely to think about running for school board, especially our educators, because we need more educators on school boards. And with that, thank you so much for listening.